Support for Industry Focus comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They're excited to introduce their all-new Rate Shield approval. If you're in the market to buy a home, Rate Shield approval is a real game changer, and here's why. First, Quicken Loans will lock your rate up for 90 days while you shop, but here's the crucial part. If rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also drops. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com fool. Hey folks, Friday Tech Show host Dylan Lewis here. Hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving holiday. We've got something special planned for this episode. If you'll remember back in March, we did a bonus show from our time in Austin at South by Southwest. We profiled Kyle Pounders and his food truck Excaliburger. If you missed that show, it's in the archives from March 31st. We're also going to post a link to the episode in the show notes here. Well, Kyle's been on a cross-country road trip with his truck, and earlier this month, he stopped by Full HQ. Dan Boyd and I couldn't resist the chance to get him in the studio and catch up. And really, we felt like Kyle's story was the perfect show to air at a time when we're all trying to be a little bit more thankful and a little bit more charitable. Uh, Today, we're going to air that conversation. Joined in the studio by Dan Boyd, man behind the glass for Market Foolery. That's me. And we are also joined by Kyle Pounders. And the Kyle, one and only. The one and only. Hello. And Kyle, you're a name that some of our listeners might recognize. <laughs> we did a we did a show that was a ton of fun on yeah. you back in March. Mm-hmm. In Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. And here we are in Washington, DC. Yeah, for the uninitiated, we were in Austin, Texas to do some coverage at South by Southwest. And we Chris when I say we, I mean Chris Hill, the host of Market Fuller and Full Money, Dylan Lewis and I were walking in East Austin one night looking for a place to eat. And we saw Kyle's food truck. We thought, hey, that's a cool name. We walked past it and then we smelled the smells coming from the food truck. And then we were like, Okay, well, we're gonna go get food here. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and uh that sort of started our journey with uh Mr. Pounders here. And, and if you're uninitiated, you should go initiate yourself. Yes. <laughs> And so you have been frozen in that moment for our listeners. People that have been following you got that one look at you. And the reality is, like, you were throwing out a lot of plans when Mm -hmm. we were talking. Uh, You want to give us a little bit of an update on what you've been up to over the past couple months? Because you have been traveling all around. Yeah. I've (laughs) followed through on some of those plans and some have yet to come to fruition, but they will. You, you doubted my flamethrower turn signal, so they're still coming. <laughs> that is like the biggest <laughs> riff between us as friends. And we've we've turned into friends, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's actually... So you asked what's been going on, and a lot. So as I've been driving, of course, like only typing in at stoplights, but uh, I came up with the top 10 things that have happened. And so I'm just going to blow through those real quick. Okay. And then y'all can unpack which of those you would like to unpack. You're going to start with 10, right? They're in no particular order. Okay. They're just in order of like as they came to my mind, which I think actually worked out pretty well. All right, let's All start. Right, so, uh, one, literally everything went wrong. <laughs> Two, I'm now also a fire truck. Three, three hurricanes. Four, we had a name change. Michael changed our name. Five, we're now friends. We're now friends. Six. I don't sell cheeseburgers anymore. Seven, coast to coast. Eight, I'm promoting the Madre to bacon cooker. Nine, I drove to work with an umbrella today. (laughs) And ten, I've figured out where I'm taking this. Okay. 
I want to start with... There's a lot going on there. <laughs> I'm going to try to hit this chronologically to kind of weave a nice story together here. And I think I think where we start is we've got you traveling quite a bit. And over the past couple months, you've been traveling and going to a lot of places that I think a lot of people normally wouldn't want to go to. I've been coast to coast this summer. But you've been traveling. And you've been traveling. And cheeseburgers are this great... Like, I've been able to get in anywhere I want to get into, like mm-hmm. some wild places. And, yeah, so we've we've been everywhere. We've, we've done everything. I've had people jump on the truck for, like, cross-country journeys with me. And it's been this very, like, <clears throat> we talked about this, about Anthony Bourdain the other night, just to how much resonance he has and, and decisions that we've both made impacted on that. And for me, he... He died since we met. Right. And since I saw you last. And I yeah. left to go on this journey, which is, think about it. I mean, that's Bourdain as you can get. Mm-hmm. I'm just a kid that loves this show and is like, ah, I want that. And so I, just, I don't know, get a food truck and just go travel, culture, cheeseburgers. And it's just this weird thing. I just do one cheeseburger, but everybody is like, yeah, come on in. Like, I'll tell you my story. And you can come set up at my gas station, barbershop, tattoo studio, skate park, climbing gym, festival, whatever. The the form of your Bourdain travel has been going across the country with the truck. And I know you hit Denver, Pacific Northwest. You spent a lot of time going to a lot of awesome places. What I think is most remarkable about your past couple months is you were at this critical point a couple months ago. You were going to be going to North Carolina. You're going to be going there for a music festival that you've been invited to. You have a, a very popular friend in J. Cole who hooks you up. And the plan was to go there, serve burgers, and be a part of that experience. And Hurricane Florence kind of had another idea for that region at that time. It's very true. I left Seattle with only a matter of days to get to Little Rock, restock, clean, get what rest in that I could, and then make it to J. Cole's Dreamville. So we've met. He's been on the truck. He seems to be a big fan of, you know, he had the burger and he wanted to come back for more. So he came over to my house, but, you know, we haven't really been in touch much since then, or at all since then. Uh, but he, he did invite me out to his music festival, Dreamville, and we were supposed to do the food truck and then a separate VIP thing. And I was broke down in Seattle and finally got everything fixed just right on time to make it to North Carolina. And frantically, I'm traveling across the country and get word that this thing is now canceled. No more Dreamville, no more music festival. And so I'm in the middle of the desert. Looking at the map, like, okay, radius from here to North Carolina puts me at, that's gone now. I gotta say, I can't even get in for a week because of the hurricane. And so, where do I wanna go? What do I wanna do? I'm, I was in Idaho, Utah, and I took that radius. I'm like, man, I could go anywhere in the US. Do I wanna go to North? Do I wanna go to. Back to North uh, Pacific Northwest, and maybe like work down the Pacific Coast, work down the coast of California. I could come to DC, go ahead and come see you guys, then go up to New York and kind of like do a northern tour before it gets cold. See the fall times, beautiful here. And but then I realized 
the hurricane was more reason to go to North Carolina, not less reason to go to North Carolina. And I put it out to, I've got a real cool following, man. They're not huge, but they're freaking loyal. And they get it. Like, they get what I'm after. They get who I'm, what I'm about, right? Yeah. More than what I do, like why I do it. Yeah. I remember we were texting back and forth right around the time you were making that decision. And you sent me this video. You're like, I have an idea. I'm going to shoot this video. Yeah. And it wasn't finished. I had the 80% done, I think. Is that but, right? But the message was there. It yeah, was the you was sitting in the middle of this salt flat. I was in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And in the, in the Bonneville salt flats. <laughs> and you're in a lawn chair and the truck is way off in the distance and you're explaining this whole thing. And I was making this video as Hurricane Florence was making landfall, which is just very romantic in a tragic way, but just this weird play off of I'm in the, there's more sun than I've ever seen in my life. I'm blinded. Just this salt flat. If I didn't have a way out of here, I'd be dead because of just too much sun, not enough water. But I'm there to raise money for this place that flooded out homes. And they're like, what are we going to do? We don't have flood insurance. This place hasn't flooded since we started taking records of weather. Right. Uh, and so, I don't know, it's just a very weird moment raising money in a place like that for flood people. And then a week later, I was there. I was in North Carolina. We raised uh, $10,000, which, you know, I went out there. And it wasn't just for burgers. It was diapers and water and uh, feminine products and just every just basic human essential needs. And I didn't really know what I was going to find when I got there, but uh, I just felt the need to go. And I get there and realize that the food truck actually makes a very fantastic uh, disaster relief vehicle. And the niche that I'm able to fill that most people are not able to fill uh, is two parts. Number one, I'm independent, uh, meaning I'm not tied to any major organizations. Like, oh, you have to go here, you have to go there. Uh, so I can go where I want and go where I please. And number two, um, it's a big truck, but as far as yeah, it's it's pretty mobile. I can get where I need to go, and I've I'm pretty daring with you know where it'll go. And so you know, taking chainsaws and cutting in and delivering food to people that haven't had food in a long time. That you know, the bigger organizations are doing a killer job of keeping these towns fed, but there are old people that live in the country that like haven't eaten. There are uh, people of illegal status, you know, that their children haven't eaten in four days, right? And, at this, and they're scared to go to the drop-offs because they're like, yeah, if we go there, we're going to get deported, which is a hot political issue right now. But in that moment, it doesn't really matter where your politics fall. Like, there's a child that hasn't eaten in four days, and they need a hot meal. And I was able to go to these people that just, like, weren't able to get out. We... Uh, so I ended up doing Florence and then later Michael. And it would have been is, it would have been easy for you at that point to be like, I did this once and yeah, I'm still yeah. kind of on the path that I was gonna go, right? I can still go north to DC, yeah. kick out to Detroit, and I won't be too far off of the and itinerary. You, were, you that had I'd a set. front row seat to that, because how many times did I say like, <laughs> Oh, I'm coming to DC and I said, No, I'm gonna push back another week. I just found some more resources, so I'm gonna stick around here and help hurricane victims some more. And then you got a text message one night that was like, Hey, so these people in North Carolina that just lost everything packed my vehicle up and are sending me south to Florida because apparently there's a M Michael that's supposed to be hitting or something. I don't know, another big hurricane. Yeah. And I go spend the night in Jacksonville 
left Jacksonville, Florida at two in the morning to head west. And I get to Hurricane Michael and it was just more devastation. So the the view from uh, 30,000 feet of that is I went to North Carolina to help hurricane victims. I exhausted all the resources. And there's a point where you got to go start making regular money again, right? And then because otherwise you become the one that needs help, which defeats the whole purpose. Right. And so I hit that point. It was ready to, it was time to come up here, come see you guys, start selling cheeseburgers again. And these people who had just lost everything packed up my food truck with everything that a hurricane victim needs, as they so well knew. And the people who just lost everything that I was there to help sent me to other people who needed help in Florida. And so I get to Florida, and the exact same thing happens again. I go through all my resources. I get to the end of everything that I've got to give and have just a little bit left over, some seed money to get my business jump-started up again so that I can be self-sufficient. And I'm about to leave. I stopped, actually, to take a couple pictures on the side of the road. And Chef Jose Andres, he's a Michelin or Michelin uh, award-winning chef, three-star. He's got, a, he's got some he's places here. He's a here. huge presence here in D.C. Yeah, yeah very big presence here in D.C. Uh, and I, I just learned re- – I haven't had time to watch TV, but I just learned recently that he was uh, one of, if not the last episode with Anthony, with Tony, uh, as they went out to Spain and did an episode with him. So it was very weird, full circle – that that his people stopped on the side of the road as I'm taking pictures and we're like, hey, what's up? We've got this organization. And I'm like, I don't know. I just I don't want to go around serving cold, unsalted green beans to people like if I'm I'm not serving filet. But but man, I'm going to serve real food with real ingredients without a bunch of preservatives and stuff like these people. It's almost insulting to them that it's almost just like a kick when they're down to be like, hey, here's a meal. And they open it. People who just lost everything, they open it. It's like mystery meat with a mustard packet, and it's cold. And your solution? And that happens a lot. And these guys come along, and they said, they said, hey, no, 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 we want you to come. And I'd turned down like 16 organizations or something like that at this point that wanted me to come help them. But they said, no, 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 we're chefs. And I was like, oh, okay, tell me more. Like I probably still don't like you, but – they said, no, 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 we're chefs, and we cook meals from scratch, and we use real whole ingredients, and we feed lots of people, and the meals are hot, and the water's cold, and we're not just nourishing stomachs, we're also nourishing souls. And I said, well, what about who do you, who do you go to? And they were like, well, who do you think it's important to go to? You can go to them. And so Kyle's been doing just that, but he hasn't been doing it alone. When you say we in your in your truck, who do you mean? So World Central Kitchen. I um, so I've had a couple people jump in and off the truck, or I've got this organization I was working with. Which one were you interested in? Either or. Either or. Uh, so in, I've I've had a ton of friends jump on and off. That's kind of what this truck is about. Is it's. It's the people's. It's mine, and I'm particular about some things, but it's also free form in a lot of ways. And so I've had friends, you know, Sierra worked at the coffee shop down the road, and we connected and started hanging out and got along really well. And at the end, she just 
quit her job and jumped on the truck and we went cross country together and she came, she was supposed to come help me with a music festival, but she ended up, uh, of course that got canceled. And so she jumped on and we were doing relief together. And I had some friends come down from this area, one from Virginia, one from Maryland, and they came to help with relief work. And then the people we connected with in Havelock, North Carolina, just started sending people to, so yeah, I'm, I'm a one man show traveling across the country, but, but don't think I'm a one man show. So it's like a, a cast of cast, regulars yeah. coming to help you out when you old need Old regulars, old friends, new friends, strangers, you know, someone that just needs 20 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you 20 bucks, but if you need to jump on the truck, I'll pay you a little bit to work with me some. That's really cool. So uh, let's move over to, I have a question about his list of 10, if I can go ahead. Go for it. Um, you don't sell cheeseburgers anymore. No. So that that seems like a odd thing for a guy who runs a cheeseburger food truck to say. So, would so, you mind explaining what you mean when you say you don't sell cheeseburgers anymore? So, never fear, we still do cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, but they're not for sale, they're now for free. Which is, it's it's a direct carryover from a bunch of just loose pieces that were left over after the hurricane. I was blown away hurricane joke not intended uh by how many by how generous these people were people that just lost everything people that had their homes shifted off of their foundation and just scooted 40 feet and when the hurricane was done their house was sitting in the middle of the road like they had to figure out how are we gonna get this hurricane or this house out of the road right but those people are being kind and giving their resources and being like Hey, this cheeseburger was really cool. Thank you for it. I want to make sure that the next guy has the opportunity to feel what it feels like for someone just to walk up to him and hand him a cheeseburger. That felt really good, and I want I want to pass that down the road. Where are you headed next? I want I want someone down there to know what it's like. Just be like, hey, man, you want a cheeseburger? I can pay for my own cheeseburger. I, I know, but here, free cheeseburger. It's just someone bought your dinner for you. And and so, I don't know. I... I they didn't put the format to it. I added that, but the sentiment over and over and over was just strange. It came from strangers walking up to me because uh, I got put on the news some down there. And so some people knew my face and would just walk up to me and hand me money. Rarely less than a $20 bill. I pulled over to the side of the road to wait for Sierra, who was behind me. And another guy pulls over behind me. And this dude didn't seem to have money. And he hands me $100, and he was like, hey, man, I hope I get one of your cheeseburgers. I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch you when you're open or not, but I, sh I appreciate what you're doing for my community, and I want to make sure the next community that's affected in a negative way that you want to help, that you're able to help them. And I, I was just like, I didn't, I just, what do you say? Hey, thanks, man. Like, I So instead of selling cheeseburgers, yeah. you're allowing other people to buy cheeseburgers for somebody else. Yes, which which already kind of just happened. Like these people down in North Carolina and Florida were just so thankful that they started buying cheeseburgers for just like whoever the next random person was going to be. And it was time. Like I had to come up here to D.C. Not that I had to. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> uh, but I still had 
free cheeseburgers leftovers. I was like, what do I do with it? It was about 100. So I threw a couple in the pot on my own accord just to like get it up to a nice clean number. And we started with 100 cheeseburgers. And I've just started kind of just a little marble in the jar system of like, hey, here's free cheese. At the end of the night, we'll count up the tip jar and, you know, round off. It's $10 cheeseburger. This is not a non – I don't have a 501c3. This is not a nonprofit. It's just, hey, can – can there's this – on one side, it's, you know, business has always got to be cutthroat and for money, et cetera. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, yeah, if you have a nonprofit, just like – your donors pay for everything. Just be like, what about in the middle, just a business that is maybe for profit but also does good? Do you right? call this a business or is this more of an experiment? It's the Freeburg Project is what I call it. Yeah. Uh, and freecheeseburgers.com is the other way. Besides, we'll count the tip jar at the end of the night. And then freecheeseburgers.com is just – it's set it up for potential success, right? And I don't know where it's going to go. I've got my hopes, right? That like I really want to see this succeed, but but it's uh, it's a project in that it's an objective. I set it up with a hundred cheeseburgers. That every cheeseburger I give away takes it down one, and every time I get ten dollars, it takes it up one. And so we'll just see how long it lasts. And whenever we get down to zero, it's going to go into hibernation. Uh, and the free burg- or freecheeseburgers.com is just going to stay up. And if that number ever gets above 100, uh, at some point that number may change. I don't know. But gets a, it'll, it'll pull out of hibernation at some point. I, I and think- then we just go back to – and the premise is just like whoever walks up to the truck gets a cheeseburger, whether they can afford it or not. I think a lot of people might hear this and say, well, this is pay it forward, but it's just people that can pay paying it forward. And – what I experienced firsthand and what I think is so wonderful about what you're trying to do here is you were set up uh, at a brewery in Falls Church on Saturday. And so we went out there, a bunch of fools went out there, some of my friends went out. And um, Is that what you refer to yourself as, a bunch of fools? Yeah, that's that's our in-house Anyone employee. in the office is like? Capital F fool. Okay. Well, not F just fool. anybody in the office, but the, the, the people that buy into our, our uh, investing milieu or the the lifestyle of being a fool like that's all that can be pe- employees here or that can be people that listen to the shows that oh okay anybody cool. so it includes your fan base like they can yes. be part of the fools oh yeah well. the people oh, listening are, right yeah. now are fools oh yeah yes okay i've got i've got my own network as well yeah they're, they're referred to as the council <laughs> the council <laughs> spelled spelled c-o-w oh oh that's oh, good dylan because cows right and they because oh, they're bur- they're burgers. Yes, that's that's where they yes. come from. Yeah, yes, Very good. <laughs> it's a Very step good. further than I didn't want to call my members council. Uh, um, but but yeah, so the so fools came out. The fools came out. We come out on Saturday, and you know, we had a great time. Uh, and I was very happy to give you a little bit more than ten bucks for the burger that I had because I love the system. I love what you're doing. And as a case in point for like why this is a wonderful thing, not ten minutes after I ordered my food. Guy walks up to the truck, broken arm, not in great shape, and you ask him what he wants. And he asks for a burger. You bump him to the top of the line, you hand him a burger, and he goes on his way. That doesn't happen otherwise. That doesn't happen if everyone is just paying for their own burger. Yeah. yeah he looked like a, like a laborer, a you know, fellow who's got to use his body for his work. And with yeah. a broken arm... You know, that can be real hard to do. He looked like he was hurt, but he couldn't stop working. Yeah. Like he just spent a long day at work. He looked like a painter or some type of mechanic or something like that, that 
was at 40%. Yeah. And, and I, I probably would have given him a cheeseburger anyways, but this just kind of gives it some legs. Listeners, we've got more from that conversation coming up, but before we get there, support for Industry Focus comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Let's talk about buying a home for a minute. Because of rising interest rates, there's a lot of unpredictability when it comes to buying a home these days. It's the kind of thing that can cause a lot of anxiety. Well, our friends at Quicken Loans are trying to do something about that. They're calling it the power buying process, and here's how it works. Quicken Loans will verify your income, assets, and credit in less than 24 hours and give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer. Then, once you're verified, you qualify for their all-new, exclusive rate shield approval. First, they'll lock your rate up for 90 days while you shop. And now here's the best part. If rates go up, your rate stays the same. But if rates go down, your rate also drops. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com fool. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This idea that you have, you mentioned that the Freeburg project is a combination of a lot of different things. It's the experience that you had out on the road, but it's also the influence of some people that work in the food truck space that you met on the road, too. Well, the Freeburg project is kind of my utopia. I don't, I don't like selling cheeseburgers. I'd rather just cook food and give it away. So it's this thing that I'm setting up, and I'm not too tied to it, to where I'm going to be a dead man because of it. But I'd been playing with the idea for a long time. And when I got to Craven County, North Carolina, I went to Havelock, but I went through New Bern to get there. Did relief work and went to Florida when I got back. I got to know a food truck in the adjacent town to Havelock, Newburn, called the Tiny Tornado. And Becky, the, the owner of it, had been doing the exact same thing that I had been doing, just hell and high water to get out and just get food in people's bellies. And when she started doing it, people started, like, oh, okay, cool. So she'd wake up and, you know, the bakery started just dropping off bags of bread to give to her. And other people were like, hey, here's all this food. Here's money. Here's money all over the place. And so the exact same story that happened to me uh, was happening 20 miles away. Also, same hurricane, same exact time, and almost the same place. When I went to Florida, she went and got a 501c3 and now just gives food away as the tiny tornado. And she's doing a high-quality job. She's doing great meals and just feeding people. And it's not just for poor people. It's just, you know, hey, it's a food truck that you can just come eat, have have food. And and I was like, wow, I've, I've played with this idea. Like, I would love to just be able to do this. But that's terrifying. <laughs> like, there's no way that I could actually do exactly what it is that I want to do and am best at, which is just like, I'm just going to give you some food and encourage you. I'm just going to love you a little bit, right? There's no way that it could ever be that good. And she's like, just give it a shot. So she was that form of encouragement that you needed. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from someone who had, like I said, done exactly what I had done and and then taken it a step further to what I really, really wanted to do. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, what's the worst that happens? 
you, you give it a shot and it doesn't work and you keep going. You go back like I can always go back to selling cheeseburgers, man. This is America. <laughs> uh, another form of support that you've gotten on the road that I want to give some airtime to because I think it's important to love your mothers is love is your mom. Your mother's the madre. <laughs> Dude, she, if anyone has ever enjoyed an Excaliburger and you have the good fortune to meet my mom, you should tell her thank you. I had the treat of meeting your mom. You we went did. out to dinner in Old Town Alexandria. She's the reason that you've ever had an Excaliburger. Without, without that core piece, you never would have eaten one. And I was thrilled to thank her personally. Yeah, and she kills it on the truck. But, dude, she's my mom, and I'm... I'm a fierce, hardworking, independent person, but dude, when she gets around like mama boy, full mode. <laughs> and it's hard to run a business like that. And so I'm promoting her to like bake and cook. She's so good at cooking bacon. I don't know what it is. She's like, I do my best, but the bacon's always better when she makes it. But she's always trying to help, like trying to do this. And, and I'm so in my head and I've got a thousand things. I'm making decisions and she's always been the one that will come in and like make everything better and help make decisions for me and whatever. And so it's terrible for business to have mom there that's just like trying so hard to be helpful, but taking it just a little bit. And it's just like, yeah, I kind of just want you to help with things. <laughs> It's just like, nope, sorry, cook the bacon. And then I just want you to hang out. I just want, at this point, in Excaliburger, um, I think we're to the point where she can just enjoy kicking it and just sit back and watch me and be proud, you know? And so I'm going to take the extra measure to make sure that I don't depend, need, like, mom, come bail me out, come work the truck with me. Like, no, I'm, I, and this is a promotion for her because by her just being the all-time bacon cook, she gets the freedom of just like enjoying a son who's fully independent, <laughs> who can take care of himself and doesn't need mom to help get him out. But I also need that because otherwise I would just exist in this like. <laughs> well, all those all those suggestions, I think about the same relationship that I have with my mom. And we, granted, we don't work together on a food truck, but, you know, <laughs> we, we, we go back and forth like that. And it comes from a place of love. You know, that is her wanting you to live your best life and yeah. for, for the food truck to be successful. I could see how that might be a little bit tough in tight quarters, though. Yeah. Like, who else for your entire life has served like that? I'm going to take care of you purpose <laughs> i'm trying to be this big tough like food truck rock star and she's like thanks mom <laughs> and she was sweet i'm, I'm glad she's that i got so to meet her sweet. i love having her around um i think the natural question that a lot of people have is the the free burger project is in full force we're gonna see how long it goes for but you're a man with a lot of ideas and yeah. you're a man with a lot of plans what's next both both in terms of travel and in terms of big picture stuff for the food truck for you. Mm. We could spend a long time <laughs> on that question. Give me the bullet points. Going to uh, spend a little more time here in the general area. Detroit, I'm doing a snowboard competition in town. Be the only food truck there. That's going to be pretty cool. That'll be an indoor snowboarding competition, right? I don't know if it's indoor or outdoor. It's in the city, though. Okay. It seems kind of early for snowboarding, but... there It's manufactured snow. Okay. It's going to be like a built snowboard. I don't know much about it, but it should be pretty cool. Uh, Santa Crawls, 2018. Where's that? Detroit? Little Rock. Okay. It's going to be in Little Rock. Maybe L.A. before the holidays, but then I'll be home for the holidays and kind of rest, recoup. The truck is tired 
there's a lot of band-aids on that I thing noticed, that need to be ripped off. I and, noticed that the uh, <laughs> the name has changed on one side of the truck from Excaliburger to Excali Urge. Yeah, Michael ripped a few left letters <laughs> off. <laughs> but we were joking the about this before and the we taped. R fell off. Yeah, Excali Urge is the best way that those letters could have possibly fallen There's off. There's no for you. way. I've taken. <laughs> I've gone through every possible like Scrabble combination that you could. Excala or like the B and the second R are the two most perfect letters that could have ever fallen off. It's like one of those flickering hotel lights that is missing one letter and becomes something ridiculously yeah. funny. Except for you, it happens to just fit your business anyways. Yeah. Um, Dan, you still have some questions? Uh, yeah. Like, so it's been eight months since we last had you on the show. Has it been that uh, long? It was March and now it's November. That's and true. I'm curious, like, you have managed to achieve quite a bit in the time uh, with relief efforts. I'm, I have to imagine that you've not only learned a lot about people, but a lot about running your own business in that eight months. And if there's anything that stands out from that, of the lessons you've learned, I'd love to hear about it. There's a quote from, remember Green Street Hooligans, the movie? It's a Elijah Wood movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a line where he gets in a fight and he's like, man, something happens when you get punch the first time and you realize you're not made of glass your perspective changes whenever I was I stopped telling people what I'm going to do a lot of the times because everyone just starts in with like oh what if this goes wrong what if that goes wrong literally everything that was proposed like oh you can't take this trip to coast to coast because like what if this and dirt to dirt to dirt to dirt and literally everything that people proposed went actually wrong, like actually <laughs> came to pass. Like it happened. And you know what? It's fine. Who are you interviewing right now? Are you interviewing me or those people that said that I couldn't do it? That's a good point. Right? And that was real cocky. No, um, but, but that was a good point. That reminded me of the first time that we walked up to you and we were chatting. And I think we asked you something about like how you got into the food truck business or, or something about the brand name or something like that. And he's like, well, like you guys were here yesterday and now you guys are back with microphones. So I think I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just do it. And whenever I first got started, you might not have come back for the burgers. You probably wouldn't have. But that's why before I even put the name Excaliburger on the side, I was down there selling to the factories for six months to figure out what in the world I was doing. You know, so you got to stair step it. Um, but man, get out there and do it. Figure out what the dream is and take the smallest step towards that as you possibly can. Any action at all, that's the hardest part. And, you know, the hardest the hardest journey I've taken so far was just to the end of the driveway. It was really hard for me to leave, to head to Denver and then, you know, Utah and Wyoming and Seattle. And, and, and that's everywhere I wanted to be, everything I wanted to be doing my whole life. I've been building towards this grand moment, and I couldn't leave the damn driveway. And... And so, yeah, just just act, act, man. Go, go, do it. Like the worst case scenario is really not that bad. You're gonna be okay, whatever it is. When you have people that travel a lot, you know, there, there's this culture of, you know, the travel social media, the travel influencer, the vloggers that are, you know, living out of a van or something like that and posting regularly. The 22-year-old influencer. Yes. And and it's easy, I think, to get swept up in that lifestyle. And I most definitely live vicariously through you as your friend. And 
I want to know one one of the coolest non food truck related moments that you've had traveling around, and then two one of the just worst moments of being on the road for that long and what could go wrong actually going wrong. So so give me both sides of the coin. Give me what is great about this experience. And maybe it's like you know, you spent some time camping, maybe it's in a national park or something like that. And then give me when the plan just didn't work. People I've met and and but they're also connected. Like the times that it went wrong are the times that I was on the side of the road, frustrated about some stuff, and I was up really high. The truck's been over 10,000 feet at this point, and I was out in Wyoming. I, I've been doing the International Climbers Festival, rock climbing, something I gave up to start the truck. And so I was like, okay, now I'm going to go get into these lost loves. And so I'd do the Climbers Festival, and it's towards the end, and I'm sitting on the side of the road, way up high at elevation, and this little ATV, those little ATV with the bucket seats, you sit in, you buckle up, and... They come rolling by, and and he's like, hey, can I get a taco? And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I was like, whoa, hey, you guys got an extra seat? <laughs> he said, yeah, come on, jump in. Y'all, you got any food right now? And I was like, no, it's not hot, but I'll cook for you when we get back. He's like, all right, cool. And I jump in, and for like, I left a note saying that I ran out of gas, which I really didn't. <laughs> um, but we went on this ride through just land that I, I never could have had access to. We never could have just like over the hill and through the woods and creeks and muds and, you know, stuff I'm used to back in Arkansas, but I didn't think I was going to get that opportunity in rural Wyoming. Uh, And it was just like, all right, cool. No, you're not supposed to take a food truck up over a mountain pass, but I'm in the mountains. Like, I want to see stuff (laughs) and, you know, just just ask the question. What's the worst case? You would have said no. It's fine. He wasn't going to pull out a gun and shoot me for asking if I could, you know, jump on his little ATV thing. I think you just managed to give me the whole coin. I asked for both sides of it. I asked for a good thing and a bad thing, and you just gave yeah. me that one experience that kind of yeah. embodied both of them. Yeah. I also had a wheel fall off in a roundabout in a town I didn't know anybody in, uh, just outside of Seattle, Washington, during 5 o'clock traffic. It's just like, what do you do? And there's a whole story there, but whatever. Like, <laughs> It's just, it's fine. It's, it, it ended up okay. And it was really bad. And then, and then it, was, it was fine. You just pushed through it. Yeah, you still made it to D.C.? Yeah, still made it to DC. Still in one piece. Managed to help Florence and Michael at the same time. It's just like it's fine. Just you'll be okay. Make make the best decisions you can and love people well. If that's not the best way to end this episode, then yeah. I don't know what it is. Make yeah. the best decisions you can and love people well. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. In the middle of loving people well, if something goes wrong, those people are gonna help you get to where you're going next. Right? That's happened. Yeah, Yeah. and it's happened over and over again. Kyle's currently in Chico, California, helping with relief efforts for people affected by the wildfires. The Free Burger Project currently needs more money to keep the pay-it-forward system going. So if you want to help Kyle love people well, go to freecheeseburgers.com, or you can send Kyle money on the Venmo or Cash app at freecheeseburgers. Also, if you're interested in supporting relief efforts across the country, you can donate to the American Red Cross on their website, redcross.org, or All Hands and Hearts, an organization The Fool works with for a lot of our philanthropy campaigns. Listeners, wherever you are, I hope you and your family are safe. Next week, we'll be getting back on track with our regular schedule and programming. Special thanks to Austin Morgan and Dan Boyd for all their help putting this episode together. Until next time, Fool on. Fool on.